is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 268 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to be diving into what is a content strategy. Now, for some of you listening that are bloggers, you're thinking, okay, I already have a content strategy. But it doesn't start with just the basic content that you're putting out. It goes beyond that, keeping people. So you're definitely going to want to listen into this episode. You're also going to want to listen in if you're a business owner that is expanding more online and trying to get more visible to your ideal audience. So make sure that you sit through, listen in, take notes, do the things. I also want to make sure that if you haven't already grabbed my email list guide, that you grab that. One of the most important things that you will hear me talking about over and over again, it's great to have a content strategy, but you need to be building your email list because that is going to come into play in your strategy. Every strategy that you have out there, whether you are a blogger, whether you think of yourself as an Instagram influencer, a TikTok influencer, a business owner that works one-on-one with clients, whatever that looks like for you, you still need to have an email list. So make sure if you haven't already grabbed that guide, you do so. Now, I have a little something extra, a little something special for you this episode. I actually am going to offer to those of you listening that are listeners of the podcast, because you're obviously listening, you must be, that if you leave a rating and review, and then head over to my Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. Leave me either a screenshot of it or just send me a DM saying, hey, I left a review. This is the name that I left it under. I'm going to do a content strategy audit for you for free. So that is going to be something that I'm going to make available to whenever you are listening. It doesn't make a difference if you listen on the day that this comes out or if you listen a year from now and you hear about this opportunity that I'm offering to you. You leave a reading and review on your favorite podcasting app and then send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. Hey, I just left a review under this name and tell me the name that you left it under. I'm then going to send you a content strategy audit. Take a look at all the things that you have going on and see how it's working. All right. So go and leave a review if you haven't already. You're in your podcasting app listening. Just do it real quick. Takes two seconds, I promise. All right. So let's talk about what exactly, what is a content strategy? What does that consist of? What does it look like? All right. So Your content strategy is the actual content, quality content that you are putting out there that is going to attract your ideal audience and keep them coming back to you continually. They're not one and done. They are actually coming back to you and relying upon you as the expert. You've heard me say in multiple episodes that 2022 is all about being that expert. Well, in order to be seen that way, You have to have quality content, and part of that is in the strategy in which you are going to continue to move people along your content, your services, your products. So that also comes into play with being able to offer them different opportunities to 
continue to work with you, to become a, a more of a buy-in with your audience. So if we're doing it from the standpoint of a blogger, you are attracting that audience probably naturally with your quality content that you're already putting out. But the problem that we often see when you're relying upon simply ads is that many of us in the past relied on Pinterest. And we know that Pinterest traffic was a one and done. They didn't come back. You weren't collecting email addresses. There was nowhere else for them to go. And because of that, they were less likely to purchase an affiliate product, be a diehard reader that you could pitch to a sponsor, or even be able to offer them a product or service that you have for yourself as a business owner. So Because of that, having this content strategy where we can then walk them through this and continue to do that is going to be key. Now, for my business owners that are looking at this saying, I know I need to have more quality content out there to attract your audience, yes, that is what we are talking about today. You need to have that. So when we look at this idea of why do you need a content strategy, well, how else are people going to find you? Many bloggers do this naturally by creating quality content that is also SEO'd and keyword researched. And you're looking at what is the problem that you're solving. And you create content that then answers that problem for your audience. They automatically want to become your people that constantly listen to the content or read the content that you're putting out there. They're going to sign up on your email list. And then you're going to engage with them and create a community that isn't just one and done with you. You need that content strategy so that you have that consistent traffic. You have those consistent quality possibilities of being able to make a sale from if you have a product or service. So really thinking about this as We know that in order for someone to purchase something from us, if we own a product or service, they need to see something anywhere from six to eight times. And in order for that to happen, you have to have this content strategy in place. Whereas what might happen is you put out content, you then have it so that they get onto your email list, then you email them maybe um, an offer that's a tripwire. Then from that tripwire offer, maybe they go to your newsletter where you are consistently emailing them and creating a relationship so that when you do a flash sale or you do a launch, they they are ready to buy and they are your readers that are ready to hand over that money because you have consistently engaged them and gotten them involved in the content that you are creating because you are creating it for them. So what are types of content that you can actually be creating for this content strategy? Well, when we're looking at it, many bloggers are naturally doing it. You're doing it by creating your recipes or your DIYs, by creating that blog post. You're also doing it by creating social media that is corresponding with the actual blog post. We always talk about this idea of never, ever reinvent the wheel. If you're going to create content that is a blog post, you want to be able to have the social media content that then also drives people to the blog or educates them on that content as well on the social media platforms so that everything across the board is showing content-wise that you're the expert in that niche, industry, whatever it might be. You can also have content, maybe it could be a podcast. I personally 
That's how my content gets created. I start with a podcast and then it gets turned into a blog post and then it gets turned into a social media post and then we make sure that we email it to our list so that it is all connected to and making sure that my audience understands how to continue to grow their business, to grow their audience, to grow their prospective clients so that their business can continue to thrive. You have to start off with, though, that first piece of content that you are going to consistently put out. It has to be one piece. So we've talked about the past. Maybe some of you listening are putting your content consistently on Instagram, but there is nowhere else that you are doing that. What happens when Instagram goes away? What happens when they change the algorithm? What happened when it shut down for 24 hours? What did you do? Did your business suffer? You have to be growing your email list. You have to have an opportunity to still have those potential people rather than just relying on a social media platform. Your social media platform should be a piece of your content strategy, but it is not the piece that is should be the consistent content. There has to be something else. So it could be a video. It could be um, when you are looking at different areas, uh, making sure that it's a medium that you are delivering that they can have access to and also find it through SEO purposes. Your initial content that is your most consistent should really be searchable content. Ways that people can find you by simply asking a question to Google about how to solve their problem that you solve. So that can come from blog content, podcast, YouTube, that's where they're going to find that. They're not going to go to Instagram and type in a question. That's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to find you that way. They're not going to do that. They may try to do that on Pinterest, but we've seen what that <laughs> looks like. There's only specific words that pull up for that. So really start thinking about, okay, where can I consistently have that one piece of content that I'm relying upon that then becomes part of my content strategy to be able to support my audience in better understanding how to answer that, how I answer that problem for them so that they can have the solution. So really thinking about it as this piece of all of the pieces working together. So when we're looking at key components of a key content strategy, we've talked about the first piece needs to be that initial consistent piece of content that you're creating, blog posts, podcast, YouTube video, right? Now from there, we need to have other aspects that are going to support that initial content that can be put out on social. So it can be put on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, wherever else we are looking to be able, where we know our audience is. So yes, I just named a bunch of different social media platforms. That does not mean that you need to be on every single one of them doing all of the things. You know whether or not your audience is on TikTok or is on Instagram. Do what works for you. And if you don't know that, you need to first and foremost figure out, one, who your people are, because that is honestly the Biggest mistake that I see when I'm working with clients. Clients will come to me and they have no idea who they are trying to attract. They will decide to pivot and then get frustrated when it feels like they're starting over when they do that pivot. Listen, I've been there. I did that with the Melrose family. I understand. you. There's nothing wrong with pivoting. 
But you have to give yourself that grace and understand and the frustration that can potentially come with that is that you are really starting over because the previous content that you had that was trying to attract that ideal audience isn't the same audience. It may not work as well for them. So you can have that social media strategy that also coincides with your consistent content that you were initially putting out. But you also, and most importantly, need to be growing your email list. You have to have a way that you can continue to get in front of them because as we know, the algorithms on social media change. So if we're trying to consistently get in front of them, they start off, let's say, when we're looking at this funnel, this content strategy, the way in which they are coming in first is they're Googling a problem that you have done a post on and have the SEO for. They come in, they say, yes, this is the problem, I've solved it, and you were smart enough to create an opt-in that makes sense to them, a guide, um, something that is connected to the problem that you wrote about that they're like, yes, I definitely want that piece, that next step. So they sign up for your email list. They put their email in, you deliver a guide or whatever it is that you've decided that your opt-in is that is going to be valuable content for them and solves the problem they're continuing to ask, almost next step. Now, Once they do that, you have them on your list so that you can show them, yes, I answered this one problem that you Googled, but I can answer all the problems around this specific topic. So that if they're really wanting to become um, healthier when it comes to someone that maybe that's like immune immune compromised, holy moly, I couldn't get that word out immune compromise, and you provide articles on different ways in which they can become healthier, then that's what we want to continue to show them that you're the expert. One article isn't going to do it. You need to have multiple touch points with them that shows that you are that expert. So now they come into your email list. And like I talked about before, if you have a product or service that you offer, maybe you have a book all about how to become healthier if you are immune compromised, then that would get offered to them. It would be part of those sales emails that you initially sent to them. Maybe you offered a tripwire and all a tripwire is, is a discounted price initially for new people that are coming on. So you want something that is below $25 for that tripwire because that is their first attempt at giving money. It's their first chance to gain trust with you. Once people have put down money and then see results based on that, it is that much easier to offer them the bigger and better next step that might be a higher priced course, workshop, one-on-one, whatever that might look like for you and your business. But this content strategy is an important piece of this because like I said, you can't simply think that you can go onto Instagram, talk about ways to become healthier and expect to get one-on-one clients that are handing over two to $300 a month to work with you when all they have done is seen you maybe once because you had a reel go viral on Instagram and that's how they found you. You have to be able to have more of a strategy that is going to give them more touch points, show how that you are an expert and isn't just simply a reel that maybe lasts 15 seconds that, yes, they connected with and they're going to look for more information about you, but 
When they look for that more information, I'm hoping that in your profile, you have a link going directly to your website, which leads to the homepage, which right on the top of the homepage has a squeeze page that allows them to get something in exchange for their email address that is in line with the problems that you are solving on Instagram. This is a content strategy, having everything connected, knowing that you have a product or service or knowing that you're good at something. And at the end, you continue to create content around that so that you continue to attract those ideal audience members to you. One of the biggest things that I have continually worked on in my mastermind groups and with coaching clients is this idea that you want to have, yes, we hear sales funnel and we go, ooh, it sounds scary. It doesn't have to be scary. It's a content strategy, a way in which to get in front of your audience again and again and continue to answer the problems that they have. Many of you, I'm hoping, are on my email list. You've grabbed my email list guide. Or if you heard an episode on pitching, you grabbed my pitch guide. Or what we talked about revenue planning in one episode, so you grabbed my revenue planning workbook. However you came to me, you are now seeing that I continue to talk about different aspects of growing an online business. Certain things will work for certain business owners, while other strategies and other ways to monetize may not be the way that your audience can be monetized or the way in which you feel comfortable monetizing. You are the only one that can know that. So whether you're listening to the podcast or you have worked with me, I have told you a million and one times, you know your audience best. Did you hear me just trying to say immune compromised? I could barely get the second word out. I clearly could tell you nothing about that. But if that is who your audience is, you know what they need the most. Not me. You've heard me probably try to talk about doing a DIY project. I can barely tell you the difference between a hammer and what should be used, a nail or a screw. Clearly, I know what that is. But my point is, is that I'm not the expert in those terms, uh, in that specific niche So you have to understand that you are. You have to make the best decisions for your audience based on the data that you've received. So I have had people say to me, well, how do I know? What do you mean the data I've received? Well, you have to look at your analytics. You have to be looking at your insights on Instagram. You've got to be looking at Google Search Console. These are all things that you need to be paying attention to and seeing what the difference is. So if you ask me what kind of photo does better on Instagram, a carousel or a single photo, well, what does well for me may not work for you. You have to test it. And the way in which you're going to test it is you're going to do both. And then you're going to watch to see what kind of engagement you see. What is the reach on it? What kind of comments do you have? Do you get any shares? What is the data? The same thing goes for when you're trying to rank for a particular topic. When you watch your Google Analytics, it gives you an idea of what Google is starting to see you in Search Console as the expert in. They're starting to rank you higher in certain terms. They're determining what they see you as wanting to be the expert in. And then you can look at Google Analytics and see how is that content working for your people? How long are they staying on page? Are they continuing to go from 
more than one page? Or are they just coming into that article and then popping off? We know that Pinterest traffic in the past, and I don't know what you can see in Pinterest traffic now, but Pinterest traffic in the past was always, they were quick when it came time on page. They would come in, they'd be there for 10 seconds as fast as it was to quickly scroll through and see if they had what they wanted for it. And then they were gone. You didn't get them to get multiple, to take a look at multiple pages. They didn't opt in. They were much harder to get to opt in because they were coming in. They were quick kind of traffic. And you knew that. And you should be looking at your, you knew that though, because of your analytics. So you have to make sure that you were backing up whatever content strategy you were putting in place with the data. And there isn't anyone that can do that for you, but you. So if you're wondering, well, can I hire someone to do this for me? Sure, you can have someone hire to do it for you. But if you don't apply that data and have that person that is looking at the data tell you what it means and how to fix it or how to improve it, what's the point? You have to understand what's going on within your business. There isn't a single business that is out there, and I'm not just talking online, I'm talking brick and mortar, any type of business that doesn't know their numbers, because otherwise they're not a business. The very first stage of that, in order to do that, in order, the one biggest mistake I will say that I see when people are trying to come up with a content strategy is they don't know who their people are. They don't know who they're trying to attract. They're just putting stuff out there, throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping that it sticks. You cannot do that. You have to figure out first, what are you the expert in? What can you really teach them and make them understand better? And then what are they continually coming to you for? What is Google seeing you as the expert in? You have to know your audience and know who it is that you're trying to reach. Because if you thought you were trying to talk to moms and then you pivoted and decided that you were trying to talk to single business owners that are female, That's a big difference. And you're going to approach them differently. You're going to talk to them differently. They're going to be interested in different things. So the content that you created previously is going to be practically null and void. So really get clear on who it is that you're trying to talk to and then create this content strategy that almost envelops them like a spider web. It pulls them in and keeps them there. We hear that talked about all the time when it comes to SEO, when it comes to your website, that you want to have posts that are all connected to each other so that people get lost in it, that you go from one article to the next to the next. Well, you want all of your components of your content strategy doing the same thing. So you want your email to send them to an article that's going to get them enveloped. And then you want to send them to um, an Instagram post that's going to get them excited. And then Make sure that they're on your email list so that you can continue to provide them with quality content. All right, you guys, you have probably heard me say email, 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 I don't know, 3,700 times in this episode. Make sure that if you haven't started growing your email list, that you grab the guide. Even if you have, if you're struggling with it, you're not seeing consistent new subscribers coming on, or you're not sure what to do with it, grab the email list guide. I'm going to help you walk you through that. Also, don't forget that I gave you that opportunity that if you leave a rating and review and you send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose telling me you left a rating review with your name that you left it under, I will do a content strategy audit to your business starting in Instagram for free. So 
send me those, leave me a rating room review so that I can make sure that we get started on those and really figure out what your content strategy should look like for you and your business goals. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 